Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Now, if I were to ask you, what's your favorite uh, 80s movie? I mean, there's so many different choices, so many classic. Think uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High or The Blues Brothers, the Ghostbusters, Aliens, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, the Vancouver International Film Festival uh, is going to take you back in time uh, as they're uh, launching a, a wonderful, wonderful program over the summer that, you, that will take you back to the 1980s. They have, I wouldn't call it a film festival, well, but certainly they are playing movies uh, from the 1980s. And joining me now to talk a little bit about the program itself is Tom Charity, film program for the VIF Van City Theatre. Tom, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, first, I guess, uh, how did the idea come about uh, for an 80s uh, uh, revival uh, for VIF? Well, last summer we did the 1970s. Um, We were reopening from COVID, and audiences were really kind of slow to come back to cinemas. Mm -hmm. And there was also uh, a bit of a kind of dearth of new films to show. So, so we thought we would um, we thought we'd embrace uh, some classic cinema from the 1970s, and it was a big big success. We showed 70 70s films between Mm -hmm. July and August last year. So on the back of that, it was kind of a no-brainer to, to move forward a decade. And and we've just started running the 80s, and that's going to be 60 films playing between now and the end of August. End of August. And how did you go about choosing those films? I mean, it's, it's also subjective. Where Was there any particular criteria, or was it on box office uh, success? How did you go about choosing sort of these movies? Mm. Um are trying to tell the story of the decade, the kind of movement uh, of the historical zeitgeist mm-hmm. of the 1980s. So, so if you were to, um, if you were to buy a season pass and immerse yourself in the full 60 films, um, this week we're starting out mostly with films from 1980 and uh, moving chronologically through the years. Uh, ending up with things like Do the Right Thing and Sex, Lies, and Videotape right at the end of the season. Oh, wow. So um, that was one criteria, kind of to, to try that, to try and tell that that overarching historical story of, of the cultural shifts. Uh, and then it's a, a mixture of doing kind of crowd, crowd-pleasing crowd favorites uh, and smaller films that perhaps uh, deserve to be better known. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, as, as I listen to you uh, uh, speak, uh, and I look at the movie industry today, and I was just listening to a podcast coming into work today on the challenges Hollywood is having in getting people back to the theaters uh, in an era of uh, streaming, an era of uh, just so many other things that capture our attention beyond going to a darkened theater and watching a movie that takes you takes you to a different place, a different world, feel different emotions. Um, I'm curious, as someone in your position as a film programmer for the VIF Van City Theater, is the traditional practice of going to a movie, to a movie theater, 
Is that going to remain as part of the broader cultural zeitgeist, or have we gotten to the point where we're now training audiences that it's okay to watch a movie and to feel watching it on your iPhone or watching it via streaming at home? Do you think things have changed for the movie industry today compared to the, the 80s? Uh, well, obviously, it's very different from the 80s, but we were having the same arguments in the 80s around uh, around VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, people were like, well, why, why would I see these films in the in the cinema when I can rent them and watch them at home? Mm-hmm. In fact, we've got a, a video rental lounge that we've put together for the Viv Center um, uh, just to try and conjure that spirit. Um Obviously, I'm a strong believer in cinema and seeing films on the big screen, the biggest screen possible, and and in the company of others. And I think it makes a huge difference to see films with an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, to be sure, uh, we have lost some people during, to, to streaming over the last few years. Uh, COVID definitely accelerated that. And I feel like the mainstream industry has alienated a large chunk of the audience by only producing one kind of film for one kind of audience. Um, But one of the interesting things that we're seeing at VIF is that old films are actually doing better than new films. And there's a there's a real kind of appetite to come and see classic cinema. Mm hmm. Uh, I, I just find it uh, quite interesting. You know, if we were if 30 years from now, 40 years from now, if VIF were to do uh, a, a snapshot in time of the, you know, this era, you're absolutely right. We'd be there'd be a lot of superhero movies. That's for sure. You know. Yeah. Well, I hope I won't be around to put that together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I get frustrated sometimes at home. I had bought a new TV, I think, about eight months ago. And, you know, I love documentaries. I love cinema. And even watching from home on a bigger screen, you know, you can get into it. And it still annoys me when my 14-year-old son is watching a YouTube video on that screen. I go, that's not what it was made for. It's supposed to be for production and storytelling and not yeah, just yeah. A, a YouTube video. Um, uh, th- well, that I mean, the, sure. the other great thing that a cinema is good for is getting away from the heat. So uh, <laughs> the weather's doing us some favors right now. That's absolutely true. That is absolutely Absolutely true. Uh, broadly speaking, just for the, the, the film festival business and, and VIF and all that, um, uh, how are things looking for you as you move uh, as we move into this post-COVID environment and people getting more out and about? Uh, how has it helped? The, is it, how has it been with the film festival business? Oh, it's, it's going in the right direction for sure. Um, we're seeing incremental increases in the audience um, at the VIF Centre year-round, um, month on month. So that's very encouraging. And um, and there's that, that kind of um, shortage of new films that I mentioned being mm-hmm. made during COVID, that, that's kind of disappeared now. So we're back to being inundated with submissions for the festival. That's excellent. More than, more than ever, actually. That is excellent. That's uh, And so if people wanted to get more information on your Back to the 80s series, uh, where can they go and what nights are you be, will you be playing uh, these movies? It's pretty much every night. Um, VIF.org is the website, and uh, I'll, I'll mention a couple of, of highlights. Like this weekend, we have E.T. and the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. Seems like a good time to revisit that film. Mm-hmm. And we also have a double bill of Martin Scorsese's Raging Bull and The King of Comedy happening this weekend. Um, and we, we've got a celebration of 80s musicals happening on Tuesday the 11th. Um, kind of 
the highlights, the highlight reels from uh, Fame, Footloose, Flashdown, Footloose 80s musicals um, on Tuesday night. That sounds like a great week ahead, that's for sure. There were some great movies and some great uh, musicals uh, as well. It's just when you mentioned Footloose, right away that conjures up memories for me, that's for sure. Uh, Tom, thank you so much. I look forward to chatting with you in the near future, and all the best to you this summer with the 80s revival. Thanks so much.